You are listening to Haunted Meat, the health, fitness, wellness podcast for strange and unusual people. Today, I will be talking to Coach Ash about our top tips for meal prep success. So you wanted me to start off this conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah, what, what do you got for me? So what I we're talking I'm... about today, coincidentally... Is, is that uh, that glorious monstrosity that you're eating right now? Oh, my, my <laughs> can of, I've got a, a nice can of pineapple here. Well, it was a half-eaten can of pineapple chunks and juice that was sitting in the fridge. And I plumped some cottage cheese up on top of that business. I'm so glad that you made that because that fits in exactly with today's topic, which is meal prep hacks and meal prep tips and Ooh. how to actually follow your dang meal plan. Yeah, And there's a lot of ways to do that. And I have found over the years that the simpler you can make the process of putting food into your face hole, the more likely you are to be successful with it. Yeah, absolutely. Is that the case that you've found as well? Yeah, for sure. One of the number one complaints I get about, um, well, there's, there's two camps of people. There are people who say, you know what, I love to cook. Um, this is fun for me. I'm cool with whatever for meal prep in there. And they get into the recipes and they do the thing. Um, they make, you know, lots of beautiful Pinterest posts with all of their food laid out and everything like that. But then there's the other camp of people, which I believe is probably the larger of the two, yeah. which are like, I don't have time. I don't want to make time. And I think the first camp are unicorns. I don't think they really exist. <laughs> They exist sometimes. They, they, you, everyone has that little bit of magic in them once in a while, right? Like once in right. a while you have that magic to, to dig into the fridge and be all gourmet and stuff. But you can't plan for long-term nutrition success based on your, your once in a while. When the stars align, that the kids aren't bothering you, you have time off of work, all of your vegetables are fresh and in the fridge, and all of your Tupperware containers are that happen to be all the same with matched lids, which nobody has. <laughs> are all clean. Right, yeah. Like that gotta, happens once a year for anybody. Got a plan for chaos. Right, and so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share three tips that I use personally to uh, increase my likelihood of success with meal planning and following a nutrition plan. And then if you can share three of yours. Ooh, I wonder if we'll have the same we're three. We're probably going to have the same three. So depending on how this goes, okay. this will either be titled Six Tips for Meal Prep Success or three, maybe two and a half tips for right. meal prep success. Four, four and three quarters tips for meal prep success. Yeah. We haven't planned this episode in advance together. So, That's, dear that listener. That makes it more fun. You don't know what you're going to get. You're... you're discovering with us right now it's unfolding right you know as much as we do <laughs> so the first tip that i have for being successful with meal prep is to not get fresh vegetables mm. and that may fly in the face of every pinterest or instagram influencer that you follow who has beautiful knives beautiful vegetables in a beautiful kitchen but they have to be organic right and they have to be organic and again they have to be fertilized with unicorn manure and, and all of that non-gmo non-gmo but the truth is is that if you go out and you spend all of this money on a ton of vegetables for the week 
by midway through the week, half of them are going to be starting to get a little funky in your vegetable crisper, and you're going to forget about them for three weeks, and then that's, you know, everyone knows how that goes. So what I like to do instead is to get frozen vegetables, which in many ways have even more superior nutritional quality than uh, fresh vegetables if you get your frozen vegetables. And they're a lot more convenient. And we were joking about the organic non-GMO, by the way. You do not have to get organic non-GMO frozen vegetables. No, no. And I'm sure right. that... Uh, I mean, it's okay if you gonna... do, but... Right. It doesn't make you a bad person if you do. But nutritionally organic... There's going to be people who disagree with us. I don't care. Um, organic isn't necessary for good health. Yeah, we're, we're after we're after the fiber. We're after the water. We're after the micronutrients. That's your vitamins, minerals. Right. Uh, organic does not change the amount of fiber or nutrients in the vegetable itself. It does not. So make it easy on yourself. Get and frozen vegetables when you can. GMO can actually increase the amount of nutrients in your vegetables. It's true. It's yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's a, an interesting that's a thing that they work on. topic for, for another time. <laughs> We're very pro-science here. Yes, yes, very pro-science. But yeah, okay, so that's a great tip, Ash. So the fro frozen, frozen. What about canned? Canned? Canned is good for the convenience factor, but canned you do start losing a little bit of the nutrition nutritional value just based on the difference in how they process canned vegetables versus uh, frozen vegetables. It's still better than not eating vegetables if you have a choice between not eating the rotten vegetables in your crisper or yes, eating the canned vegetables in your pantry. Go for the yes, eating the canned vegetables in your pantry. Cool. Okay, so I'm going to give you one of my tips for meal prep. And this is, this is a vegetable tip as well. It's different than your vegetable tip. There's going to be a lot of vegetable tips. Well, that's with. one of the things that people struggle with, and I will say that it is probably not my number one thing to think about when you're doing meal prep, but it's definitely, definitely helpful. If you so, here's the thing: frozen vegetables, great idea, love it. Um, I like a fresh vegetable though. There's just something about it. You can't quite capture the same crunchy, delicious goodness with a, uh, with a frozen vegetable as you can with a fresh vegetable. I'll agree with that. Yeah, so sometimes, especially if I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling like, oh, I'm so healthy, I'm, so, I'm like, you know, I'm living the life, the lifestyle. Hashtag. Hashtag fit life. Fit life. Um, I want a fresh vegetable because that's like, that's part, that's my Gucci, right? That's my, that's my uh, status is fresh vegetable life. So, uh, I don't want those vegetables to go bad in the fridge. Cabbage, carrots, these are vegetables that are going to last in the fridge for a long time. Yeah, yeah they, those are great to get fresh. Cabbage and carrots are fantastic because you can, you can have them cooked, you can have them raw, you can chop them, slice them, dice them, shred them, and they're very, very versatile. Um, other things like lettuces, cucumbers, those go bad real fast. Not so much. So carrots and cucumbers, think about vegetables that are going to keep in your fridge for a little while. Now, carrots and cabbage. Carrots and cabbage. Carrots and cabbage is my vegetable tip um, because those, yeah, those are a staple. I can get those and forget about them for a few days and they're still okay. Um, one of my favorite things to do with carrots is pickled carrots. Dump yeah. some vinegar. That's delicious. I like me some coleslaw. Um, if I wait a little bit too long and I and 
they're getting a little rubbery, those carrots, I can throw them in a soup, that kind of stuff. Now, I know a lot of the low-carb camp is going to say, you can't eat carrots! Carrots are demon food! They have too many carbs! Dude. Carrots don't have too many carbs. <laughs> compared to what? Compared right. to what? Honestly, yeah. they're nowhere near, like, you know, fruit has way more carbs than carrots. Um, uh, any kind of grain is going to have way more carbs than carrots. We're talking, yes, do carrots have more carbohydrate than a cabbage? Yes, they do. Of course they do. But it's not that much. Yeah. It's fine to use carrots. Nobody ever got too many carbs from eating carrots. Nobody ever got too many carbs from eating carrots. So carrots and cabbage, that's my vegetable meal prep tip. And there's other vegetables that are, are similar in those ways, like radishes or daikon radish in mm -hmm. particular is, you know, they are also hard vegetables that, that last uh, a long time that are are great to add crunch or texture or flavor to yeah. a meal. Uh, daikon and carrots together make a great salad just nice in their own right. Salad, yeah. Like some rice vinegar in it. Yep. Now, uh, now when, when we get to the potato question, potatoes do have a lot of carbs, guys. You can't, you can't use potatoes in the same context. When we're talking about vegetables, we're talking about stuff that's relatively real high fiber, and low on other macronutrients, like just trace amounts of carbohydrate, just very, very small trace amounts of protein maybe in there. Um, but yeah, uh, for, for all that fiber, fibery goodness that you need in your life for healthy gut bacteria and activity, yeah, get them cabbage and carrots. It's nice and cheap too. Uh, love me some cheap food. Right, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of piggyback on your tip there about having uh, some fresh vegetables that don't go bad. And I'm going to suggest that instead of making meals that look wonderful on, on Instagram or on Pinterest, that you instead do your meal prep in kind of a salad bar style where yes. you have uh, maybe a couple of proteins that you've made, maybe a couple of these fresh vegetables that are a little bit more durable, uh, a selection of frozen vegetables, and maybe a little selection of pre-cooked carbohydrates like rice or, or quinoa or potatoes or something like that, that you use as like Lego bricks to build your meal out of so you don't get bored of having the same thing over and over again. If you make a fantastic pork and vegetable and rice thing and you make up 20 meals worth of that, then by the time you get to meal number 10, you are going to be bored. You'll Absolutely. be bored, even if it's the most amazing gourmet Pinterest-worthy thing in the world. You'll be over it. You will be over it. But for the same amount of work, less work actually, you can make a little selection of proteins, a little selection of carbs, a little selection of vegetables, and a little selection of fats, and you can build, with no more effort, a meal that you're in the mood for in the moment, that is still in line with your meal plan. Yeah, like so it's like going to a Chipotle or a salad bar or something. You can mix and match it. Right. It's like the capsule wardrobe of eating. Right. That's yeah. that's one of the most useful things that I have found in my own meal prep. Oh, today I'm in the mood for carrots. I'm going to use carrots with my chicken. Or today I'm in the mood for green beans. I'm going to use green beans with my chicken. Or maybe today I'm in the mood for pork. Yeah, you can switch up your seasoning, switch up your selection, keep it fresh. That's the other thing is it, stuff goes weird when you keep it in the same container together. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. flavors marry and then they get a weird result. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like fine for soup, but not yeah. so not so good for like uh, dishes that are that kind of should be separate. Right. Yeah. Or especially, and and I've done, I've definitely done this before. I don't know if you've done this to yourself before, but I've made myself a nice little like, oh, I'm gonna make myself this bento box. It's so pretty. It's so cute. And then I take it out of the fridge, and I realize that I wanted like one part of the bento to be hot, but then the other parts to be cold. And so, like, do I do I take a scoop of the middle part out and microwave that, and then put it back and then in it the box? A, a, a hassle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was an early meal prep mistake that I made when I first started getting into fitness. I did that too. Yeah. I think a lot of people make that mistake. Yeah, it, it seems like such a good idea until you do it, and then practically speaking, not so much. So, right. yeah, keep your keep your meats and your proteins and your grains and your vegetables all in separate containers. Mixy matchy. Yeah, make a little chipotle, mini chipotle in your refrigerator, and you are good to go. Yeah, love it. All right, my next tip: backup. I was talking to somebody uh, this week about this because he's been doing pretty good. He's lost uh, fourteen pounds in three weeks, or no, six weeks. Excuse me, fourteen pounds in six weeks. That's cool. Um, yeah, so good, healthy rate of uh, fat loss there. And uh, he's been doing meal prep every week. Uh, he's pretty on it, you know. And uh, But he said this past week, uh, he just he didn't find time for the meal prep. It didn't quite happen. And things just started to fall apart on him a little bit. Um, so here's a guy who typically has his meal prep routine pretty well established. Um, but then he was faced with, you know, weird work schedule. Things kind of went wonky on him. And so he's got to leave the baddie and leave him yeah. and no further progress. So the... The main suggestion I have for you, if you are embarking on this journey of trying to eat according to a meal plan, trying to eat uh, better for your goals, is to have non-perishable backup. So I suggested to him that he have canned tuna, that he have canned vegetables, that he does have, because he does, he likes, he likes a fresh vegetable, he likes a fresh cut of meat. He's typically done that for his meal prep, but I'm like, find some stuff you can put in the freezer, find some stuff you can put in the pantry. And even if you don't use it, that's the thing. It's not going to go anywhere. Right. In so, case of emergency. In case of emergency, can open can of tuna. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in fact, one of my favorite little hacks uh, for, for those of you on the go, if you still have places to go in this crazy world, then uh, to take pouches of tuna, you know, little pre-seasoned tuna pouches. There's a few different companies that make them. And uh, hide some of those around, like a little like a little tuna squirrel. And like, <laughs> <laughs> put some in your glove box, put some in your purse. You can do this with, you know, with jerky. You can do this with any non-perishable uh, food item. Is uh, just kind of uh, sneak them around. Like, have a few sneaky stashes of food around in, uh, in your vehicle, in your uh, to-go bag. Uh, and in your home, so yeah. that you are not caught without food. Right, because I know that if I'm caught without food, and it turns out that the whole day has passed me by and I haven't eaten yet, and the hangry starts kicking in, and uh, that's when I start getting that, that bacon eater, Jones. Happening. Yeah, so it, it, 
those of you who know me know, I do not believe in willpower. We did not get to this point in human evolution with having taken over the planet by not eating whatever the hell was in front of us. If you are already hungry and you're trying to exercise willpower on yourself, you're stop you're trying to stop a moving train. Right. It's it's hungry train is already coming into the station. Like you do not stop it then. You have to preempt that. You have to be able to uh, plan ahead for for hunger train. Because when hunger train comes in, there better be food there. Right. That's that's all there is to it. Whatever food is there, that's what hunger train is eating. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's no food there, it's going to be like let's go get the easiest, tastiest, most emotionally dense. gratifying thing that there is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So plan ahead. Have a backup. All right. So for my third tip, I've got a question for you. What day do you do your meal prep on? Oh, Sundays. Sunday. Sundays. Sunday is like the cliche meal prep day if you're a hashtag fitness person. I am a hashtag fitness person. That's right. <laughs> I know. That's why I bring this up. And for some people, that works really well to have one day to set loose an atomic bomb in the kitchen and get all of your cooking done. Uh, for other people, and if you're in this camp like I am, then this, this tip is for you. If you do your meal prep on Sunday, then by maybe Thursday or Friday, it's either all nasty and you don't want it, or you've eaten all of it. Which means, without a backup, like Melanie had just mentioned, you're going to be eating pizza all weekend long. Mm -hmm. And this is super common. This is super common. It's to so be... common that the bodybuilders call uh, their chickens struggle chicken because right. they struggle to eat it by the end of the week because yes. it's so nasty. Yeah, I call it sad bodybuilder chicken. Yeah. But, but I eat it anyway. <laughs> um, so instead of having one meal prep day that leaves you lacking in food by the weekend where Maybe your work routines aren't present either, so you kind of have free reign to do whatever you want, which translates from a nutrition standpoint into pizza and tacos, um, to do, have two meal prep days and to not do either of them on the weekend, but to time them such that you do have good meal prep to get you through the weekend. So, for example, uh, you could do meal prep on Monday, like a little meal prep, and another little meal prep on Thursday. Those are both kind of incorporated into your weekday routine. If you get efficient with it, you can do it so that you've got days worth of food made in, in an hour or less. And, and this, then you don't have to, you know, cook on the weekends. Yeah, this cadence works really well if you got a family you're cooking for. It too. does, uh, yeah. If, and if you take that, the, the other tip that you have with uh, having a salad bar kind of situation in your fridge, it, like if you got kids... If you got uh, other people in your household that are cooking for, that you're cooking for, or that may, without warning, eat your food prep, which is a super common thing. I've never done that <laughs> today. Hey, I was not. I was not accusing you particularly, but I did. This is a common complaint, mostly from moms, yeah. where they say, "Yeah, my my husband, my kids, they say, oh, I'm not eating your meal prep. That's like gross, healthy food.' We but always then, do. But then, sure enough, of course they eat it because yeah. it's already made in the fridge. So, yeah. so for people who have multiple people in the house who are going to be eating out of the same meal prep twice a week uh, meal prep cadence uh, tends to work really good for them right and this kind of circles back to uh, you know preparing for families this is a bonus tip for you all if you do have families and you want to use that that salad bar style you can make a protein for yourself like struggle chicken and you can make a protein for the kids like chicken nuggets and for your husband you can just dump a lot of 
barbecue sauce on that struggle chicken and you won't know the difference. And you've really not made too much more effort to make too much more proteins. Right, yeah. Because while you're making your chicken, you can throw some chicken nuggets in, in the oven and microwave yeah. them. Cheese sauce. You if you got young kids, forget the chicken nuggets. Just do a bunch of regular shredded chicken. Put cheese sauce on it for the kids. Put barbecue sauce on it for the other person in your house who's not on your same planet. Right. And for you, you can put your, your hot sauce or your soy sauce or your salsa or whatever other low-cal, uh, low-fat dressing you're using for your chicken. You're on plan, and everyone else thinks they're just eating like they normally would. You know, yeah. Put enough cheese on some on some struggle chicken, and surprise, it's chicken parmesan. Ooh. Surprise! <laughs> you know, but you stay out of that cheese sauce. Right. <laughs> cool. So twice a week. Twice a week meal prep. Twice yeah. a week meal prep. Love it. Okay, my last tip is a controversial one. I was, oh, good. I, 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 was, I was debating on whether or not to say this one out loud, because uh, not only are we going to have the people who are, you know, uh, pro uh, or anti-GMO and pro-organic after us on this podcast, we're also going to have uh, people who are uh, diehard environmentalists on, me, on this podcast, because my, oh, final, my final tip, guys, and, you know, in this talk, this speaks to backing up your backup. Have disposable plates, disposable forks, have disposable containers for your meal prep. Yeah, this is controversial. This is controversial. So, so yes, ideally in a perfect world, you're having your, your beautiful glass Tupperware containers, whatever, you're reusing, you're washing, um, you know, the, the kids are washing their own plates after dinner. Um, but here's, here's the, the real talk right now. Part of the reason why you're eating out, you know, or getting takeout like five times a week in your in your life before was because of the convenience factor, because you didn't have to do all those dishes. That's why you were eating out at the restaurant. And there's going to be a certain amount of waste that happens when you do that. Um, and you have to consider uh, whether or not you're willing to take the time and be honest with yourself to wash dishes or whether you want to get some paper plates as a backup. Um, if you're super tired, like if you've had a shit day and you're super tired and you're like, man, I'm going to put some, you know, food on a, on a plate and microwave it. And I don't want to have to clean up afterwards. Have that paper plate ready. That's, that's my, that's my final tip is, uh, and it's a controversial one, but have, have disposable stuff as your backup. Uh, same thing with, um, you know, meal prep to go. If it, if it saves you, uh, the time and effort of washing all those, um, uh, containers to have a Ziploc baggie and throw some stuff in a Ziploc baggie and take that with you. Hey, maybe when you get to the end of your day, you're going to feel very, uh, very environmentally conscious and you're going to rinse it out the way you're supposed to and either put it in the recycling or even reuse that Ziploc bag. I know some people who do reuse them. Yeah. Um, that's fine, but give yourself options. Give yourself permission to once in a while use a paper plate uh, so that you can have the energy to otherwise do more. And uh, I am of the opinion that if you're taking good care of yourself and uh, you're using a paper plate once in a while, it's not as big a deal as if you're ordering a bunch of takeout and styrofoam containers. No, I think this this is where we can do a whole podcast on this, and, and we should, the, the environmental impact of nutrition. But if you are going from eating out a few times a day or a week, sometimes a day, depending yeah, on who you are. Yeah, some people do. Um, to using paper plates here and there, 
you probably have a net improvement in your environmental impact. Yeah. You probably do. So you can cut yourself some slack there. The other thing is, is that when you start making other nutritional improvements, there are other environmental impacts that those have. So when we look at environmental impact on how we're eating, there are so many factors to consider. So many. And if we're eating more vegetables, then that's probably going to have a positive environmental impact. None of these things exist in isolation of nutrition. None of them. But if you are able to be healthier, if you are switching up your nutrition uh, in, in a manner that is ultimately more sustainable, a little bit of that disposable stuff is probably not going to cause you to be more environmentally damaging. Yeah, especially if you're if you are uh, slopping out your you know vanilla latte three times a week, and that those disposable coffee cups are freaking killer, man. Right. You know, like if you are if you are uh, no longer ordering uh, you know pizza in the cardboard box, or you know which the cardboard boxes from pizza can't be recycled, guys. They've got yeah. the, the grease stains on them. They literally can't recycle those. So uh, doing a couple of plate, paper plates once in a while. Um, saving yourself some headaches, saving yourself some hassle, and staying on your meal prep ultimately will have a better outcome both for you and the environment. So that is my my final semi-controversial meal prep tip is have disposable utensils and disposable plates available just in case. Yeah, that's that's a really good tip. That's a really good tip. So we've each shared three meal prep tips and to review those real fast i suggest that you get frozen vegetables or canned vegetables but frozen is better do your meal prep in a salad bar style and do your meal prep twice a week instead of once a week on the weekends awesome and my three were uh number one if you like a fresh vegetable cabbage and carrot the cabbage and carrots yeah <laughs> Cabbage and carrots are very versatile um, and cheap, and they last a long time in the fridge. And then my second tip was backup. So uh, making sure you have backup canned and frozen foods that are on plan. So if you run out of the fresh stuff that you love, that you're used to, you don't have any excuses. And keeping those backups all over the place, in your car, in the fridge, at work, all the places. And then third and finally was uh, make sure that you have backup disposable uh, plates and utensils so that uh, the, the the aversion to washing dishes doesn't keep you from staying on plan or uh, prompt you to eat out, which will ultimately result in more waste. Right. Now, something that uh, folks might want to consider if they want more nutrition help from you is you do a cook with me live every week for members I of the do. Nerd Gym. You want it on my meal prep? Join me every Sunday at 2 p.m. Uh, this is for Nerd Gym members only. So if you want to get in on that sweet membership, you can get 10 days free by going to www.thenerdgym.com join and sign up for a 15-minute uh, Zoom call with me. I'll give you the down low on all the things we do at the Nerd Gym, including a live cook with me on Sundays. Awesome. 